Come on. Time is right. Time is now. Welcome to Lifeblood. Be well and welcome our guest, strong and powerful David Rochelle. David, are you ready to do this? Let's do this, George. I love it. David is the founder and CEO of Healthy Fit. He's the bridge between the bridge builder between healthcare and medical fitness. Excited to have you on. David, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, man. So, George, uh, you know, being a in medical fitness, man, has not been a straight shot. Uh, when you look at my background with having an undergraduate degree in recreational therapy and then moving on to get my MBA in healthcare administration, it's been uh, a nice little uh, collaboration between both degrees. And so getting to where I am right now has been simply just applying those two concepts in a world where I noticed that there was a gap between uh, medical professionals and fitness professionals where you don't see these two industries collaborating. And we all know the benefits of exercise and we know the benefits of medicine. And it's like, why haven't we ever combined these? You know, we are, we're all constantly operating in silos and there's no collaboration. There's no healthcare continuum. So I took it upon myself to start working with physicians and health insurance companies to see if we can bridge that gap. Well, it certainly makes all the sense in the world, right? It, it seems pretty obvious, but why, why hasn't it been happening? Well, you know, when you look at it, I, first thing that I, I take a look at is the traditional uh, healthcare system and how it's programmed our uh, medical schools to generate physicians. And unfortunately, <clears throat> they've been generating physicians that are uh, heavy on the side of seeking pharmaceutical solutions to address conditions versus getting down to the root problem of actually curing a, a patient. Now, on the other end, uh, with the influx of people that have uh, insurance readily available to them, I mean, doctors are overwhelmed. And so you can only imagine that they have, you know, just a very, very short period of time to interact uh, with each patient. And sometimes every patient's needs cannot be met. And then on the other end, you have the fitness industry that has been a wild, wild west, George. I mean, if you think about it, anybody can become a personal trainer. I mean, anybody. I mean, all you have to do is go out, pay your money, study, and you have, you know, a person who is a certified personal trainer. And when you look at it, no one would want to work with a doctor that just simply had a degree and no practical experience. And so that's what we're faced with when we're looking at personal trainers. You have people who are out there, they're getting, they're getting a good education. And it's not to take away from the certifications that they're getting, George but they're getting certifications that are based on working with apparently healthy individuals. And you and I both know that 60% of America is not healthy. They have at least one chronic medical condition that these personal trainers that are certified are not qualified to work with. Yeah, those are, that is a bad confluence of events right there. Got the healthcare system generating physicians who are wanting to do good work and wanting to help people, uh, but are strapped with time, strapped for time. And if one of the options is simply a pill and that can help a little bit, then that certainly makes sense. And then you've got 
an industry of, of people who are seeking probably again to really serve and, and, and help their, their clients in the form of personal trainers. Um, and I imagine that because there's not a lot of certification that's necessary and that anybody can do it, that there's maybe a distrust um, from the medical industry to training. Absolutely. You're spot on, George. Because when you think about it, if you were a licensed uh, physician, a medical doctor, you've spent, you know, upwards of, you know, eight years, you know, eight to 10 years in school. And, you know, your license is always at jeopardy of being taken away from you by the actions that you take. Why would you refer a patient Hmm. to a unregulated you know, uh, industry, you know, professional, although, you know, once again, they're professionals, but they're unregulated and there's no standard operating procedure and no organization to hold them accountable if something happens. That's obviously a really big deal. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, and, and so you, because of your education and your perspective and, and, um, you recognizing a problem are literally bridging this gap. Um, and that's not an easy place to be. I mean, it makes sense, but be, that, that, that you are, my perception is uh, sort of on the cutting edge of this. Uh, how is, how is it going? Uh, you know what? Surprisingly, it's going surprisingly well. And what I've realized is that health insurance and physicians they want they wanted someone to step up and take responsibility. Like who's going to be ultimately responsible for, let's say, for instance, this hybrid professional. And what we've done with Healthy Fit, we've stepped up. I've, I've used my degrees. I've used my medical advisory board, and we've created a certification that we are we were standing behind 100%, and we're holding those, everyone who gets certified through our medical fitness practitioner certification accountable. And so now they have an authoritative body that they have to answer to on an annual basis. And it's not just fitness. You know, we adhere to HIPAA, you know, standards. We adhere to, you know, healthcare standards. And so we've aligned ourselves with healthcare. And by doing so, we become a trusted resource for physicians and for healthcare providers. Just recently, as of last week, we received notification that we were being approved for credentialing through United Healthcare. And for those of you who may not be aware of United Healthcare, they are the largest health insurance um, policy coverage for the entire United States with over 70 million customers. And so they've accepted us for what we do. And we're creating a new career path that physicians will be able to have, uh, I like to say, a, a Superman and Batman combination to address you know, these big issues that we're dealing with in healthcare. Nice. Well, congratulations on getting approved through United Healthcare. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. There's probably an entire conversation about that process, but <laughs> we'll, just, <laughs> we'll, we'll just kind of skip ahead. I think that that's a great, uh, a great analogy of, of Superman and Batman. Right, because, I mean, when you look at it, you know, you, you, have, you have Batman, you know, it's like, I don't know if you saw the, the latest... Um, uh, sure. release from the movie but you know uh, Flash asked you know what was Bruce Wayne's superpower he said I'm rich and you know <laughs> and and you, you you look at it whereas you know healthcare there's a lot of money there I mean there's 
there's a this 3.7 trillion dollars being spent on health care on, on health care every year and it's it's not a shortage of money so you know they have the money they have the funds to create solutions but they haven't and you know it's but you know it, it's it's all there the technology is there everything is there everything you think of with bruce wayne and what he represents uh including his connections and things of that sort but then you know, on the other hand you have superman you have the muscle you know, to, that, that you know, endurance and that he represents, the strength that he represents. And that's the medical fitness industry. I mean, the, the strength that these individuals have from the ground level to make change, they can do it day after day after day because the numbers just simply outweigh those of our physicians. And if, you know, healthcare would allow us to do the grunt work, then everybody's lives will be a lot simpler. And so Batman can actually call the shots. Superman can go out and, you know, do the, do the heavy lifting. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. So the medical foot fitness industry, it, 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 it allows for more prolonged engagements with, with a patient, with a client. And if we're talking about, which we are, talking about 60% of, of Americans that are suffering from obesity, diabetes, hypertension, all, all these, all these, uh, really, really challenging things that to actually get healthy are going to require a regimen of diet and exercise. And so because physicians are strapped for time and just a million different reasons why they're not well equipped, that Superman can step in the medical fitness industry and and serve that need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I've talked to, I mean, a plethora of physicians and, you know, it ultimately comes down to giving them their time back. So then they can quarterback and they can prior, you know, better prioritize patients in terms of what their needs are. You know, if things can, if certain conditions can be prevented, then that's awesome. You know, it's like then the doctor becomes just that go-to individual for, you know, those more urgent needs versus, you know, things that can be monitored or even managed, excuse me, is a better word, managed or even prevented through daily exercise or physical activity, better nutritional habits. But then these are things that we, they, they aren't habitual for us because we've never really had to develop these things in life until we started developing, you know, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, you know, various blood lipid disorders. And so now we have to manage them on a daily basis. And the physician simply can't be there on a routine basis, but a medical fitness practitioner can. They could see a patient two to three times a week to ensure continuity, not only of exercise, nutrition, behavior modification, but then also making sure that that patient is sticking to the uh, prescription regimen of the physician. And so that person has the ability to report back to the physician. Here's the progress of the patient that we're, you know, we're, we're doing joint care on. And if there's anything that needs to be done, you know, the physician can take action, you know, have an intervention, or you can say continue as, you know, as, as, you know, proceed as normal. And, you know, I, I think it, it offers a great opportunity for physicians to do more and require less time with them. Yeah. Well, that certainly makes sense. So, so many challenges, sharing of information. I'm sure that, that you've gone through that with United Healthcare and all the other providers that you work with, uh, getting over that hurdle, I'm, I'm, I'm sure was, was, was certainly very challenging um, and then kind of getting back to sort of some of the 
some of the motivations or the incentives, and obviously insurance companies are, are, are in business to earn a profit, and so are physicians, and so is everybody else, so, so, so am I certainly. So how does, how does actually funding of this work? Yeah, so the funding of it actually works through uh, reimbursement. Uh, so with reimbursement, and reimbursements typically happen in approximately 40% of medical fitness um, patients. So just like you would be referred to a physical therapist for physical therapy, the process is still the same. Uh, however, on our end with medical fitness, the physician must identify medical necessity. And if there is medical necessity for, for instance, someone who has type 2 diabetes, and they're obese. That's two chronic conditions combined, and therefore there is a medical necessity for an intervention to take place. And what's important about this <clears throat> through Medicare, and they set the standards for almost every insurance company as far as what they follow, is for there to be a necessity there. And so the physician has the authority, as the authoritative figure in this equation, to determine what is the best treatment for this patient. And if a physician says that I would like my patient, I'm making a referral for my patient to go through medical fitness, which incorporates exercise and nutrition, then the insurance company is obligated to take a close look at that and making sure that the medical fitness practitioner is qualified to provide that service. And that, that goes into the credentialing process. And so that's where you have to get vetted. You have to make sure that, you know, your, your credentials saying that this insurance company says that you're qualified to do what you say that you're doing. Which makes all sense in the world. So in order for an intervention to take place, they have to, they have to demonstrate that there is a medical need. And oftentimes it's two different variables, two different chronic conditions that, 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 the sort of indicator light goes on or a flag gets raised and says, okay, we, we, we need to have an intervention here. And then the mechanism is we need to have a professional that we know can do a great job and is credentialed to be able to handle diet and exercise. Absolutely. Got it. Nice. Well, that. It's a, it sounds simple, George, but <laughs> for whatever reason, it, it has escaped, you know, our healthcare system for the longest. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just really happy that it's here. Yeah, no, that's certainly, that's, I, I absolutely couldn't agree more. Um, and I could certainly see, uh, the, 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 the challenge because of it, just, just one of those things from a, um, from a, uh, from an exercise standpoint, just getting that approved. And then from a, a diet nutrition standpoint, getting that approved and then actually bringing them both together. Um, I think that that probably has been, or I imagine has been kind of the key to, to unlocking all of this. Absolutely. Nice. All right. So how long is, do you have a sense of how long these engagements are? Just, it could be theoretically speaking, um, quite a long time helping somebody to change their habits and eventually lose the weight, whatever it might be. Yeah. So when it comes to engagement for every patient that we have, that goes through medical fitness have at least a 90% compliance to the care plan. 84% uh, of patients are usually seeing significant results, resulting in fewer medications uh, and, of course, um, the desired health outcomes 
in less than 12 weeks. And so that's been really important for us to have those statistics. Um, but, you know, compliance has been very, very important. And one of the key elements for that is because of the continuous uh, engagement of the medical fitness practitioner with the patient, it helps a lot because most of us, we require coaching. And some of the greatest athletes, and I always use, you know, sometimes athletic, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, example, but some of the greatest athletes, they didn't become great athletes or champions until they found the right coach. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a phenomenal uh, basketball player, but he didn't become a champion until Phil Jackson came along and coached him along. And so for most of us, when we look at diet and exercise and even behavior modifications, we just need coaching. And that coaching has to be, you know, in place on a continuous basis for it to, for that person to create a continuity and eventually become a lifestyle. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. So we're reading off the same church music, man. That's awesome. Uh, so what, what is your opportunity moving forward? Are you right now? I mean, you're working with United Healthcare, but is it? Do you attack or rather? partner with certain hospitals, certain physician groups, and it sort of grows from there? How does that work? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. No, our, our strategy at this point is definitely to <clears throat> partner with as many small to medium-sized practice groups. Uh, and the, the reason why we're doing that is because we're looking at these practice groups uh, of physicians and uh, health clinics to actually operate as incubators for the medical fitness professional. Because here's the thing, medical fitness in itself uh, is an industry, but also for a a small to medium-sized practice, it's also an additional service to their patients, and it can help with increasing their uh, value-based healthcare uh, strategy. And so in looking at establishing these, you know, uh, insurance, excuse me, uh, internship, incubators, we then begin to progress uh, exercise science students who need internship opportunities to become medical fitness practitioners to get that practical experience, almost similar to like a residency working directly with a doctor so they begin to understand the intricate details of how that bridge has been, uh, you know, the, the bridge between healthcare and medical fitness has been, you know, bridged for the most part. And so our immediate objective is to make sure that we're working with establishing these internship opportunities across the nation. And we're looking to establish at least 100 by the end of this year. And then we're also collectively, George, working with colleges and universities that are looking at the job outlook for these exercise science students. And I hate to be you know, heavy on statistics, but in 2019, 30,750 students receive their degree in exercise science. And most individuals who get their undergraduate degrees in exercise science move on to become exercise physiologists. But here's the thing, George, only there's only there's a little bit less than 20,000 exercise physiologists across the nation. And according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the job outlook is at an increase of 11% over the next decade, meaning that there's only going to be 2,200 jobs available for exercise physiologists. And you look at the numbers, and that really doesn't match up. So it's like, what are these other students going to be doing? Are they going to move on to grad school? Are they going to go out and try to compete for jobs with personal trainers? 
you know, it's, it's a conundrum that has not been addressed yet. And so we position, you know, we, we've informed colleges and universities about this problem and how we can potentially create career opportunities for these exercise science students as medical fitness practitioners. These practitioners are working in an outpatient type of uh, setting. They're not, you know, exercise physiologists where they're working in hospitals and clinical settings, but they're working directly with doctors. They're working with people who have, you know, conditions that can be managed from an outpatient perspective. And so for us, it's about creating the market with, you know, these these small to mid-sized healthcare providers, and then also getting with these colleges and universities and helping them with understanding that there's a new career path available for these students. I love it. Beautiful. Well, David, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So difference-making tip today is <laughs> when you look at yourself in the mirror, realize that you can make a difference in whether or not you're involved in healthcare, whether or not you're involved in fitness, your part is essential for everyone's growth. And if you want to be a certain place in life, the only way you can get there is by helping more people. So continue on your path. Never give up. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. Come on. David, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, the best way to get in contact with me, engage with us, is through our website, www.healthefit, and that's with the letter E. So the E, George, uh, believe it or not, actually uh, stands for uh, engagement, education, and empowerment. So that's part of our philosophy. So that's why we use the E in health E fit versus a Y. So it's www.healthyfit.com. That's our website. And then you can also reach out to us on social media through Facebook, Healthy Fit, and Instagram, Healthy Fit. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show David your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to healthefit.com and get a little deeper into what David is working on. You can find him on social media as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, David. You're welcome, George. Take care. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.